Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's hear God's word once again from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus told his disciples, if, anyone become, any, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their lives will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. These verses can make your head spin if you try to turn it into a work. Upon first glance, they don't seem too difficult to understand. But the longer you hang around in them, the dizzier you get and the more they start to play tricks on your head. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Those who want to save their life will lose it. Those who lose their life for my sake will find it. So if I am selfish with my life, I will lose my life. But if I'm generous and give up my life, I will gain my life. Therefore, I'll be generous with my life because I know that I want to gain it. But wait, then am I simply being generous for my own gain? So is that me being selfish with my life? If I do that, will I lose my life? I don't think we can fully understand what Jesus is trying to tell us if we have the mindset of works righteousness, of the idea that I do things that uh, please God, and therefore then he responds to those things. Because that is not how God operates. But most people interpret this text from that viewpoint of works. And there are two major ways we interpret this text according to that. First of all, some hear it as a call to live <clears throat> a meager life, denying themselves joy, denying themselves love, denying themselves abundant life, full life, the life Jesus said he came to give us. It's an attempt to delay joy and to delay gratification until they reach heaven. And if I make myself miserable now, then God will see and reward me later in heaven. No pain, no gain. Or people see this interpreted in another way as a justification for the suffering that has already fallen into their lives. They may say when faced with the suffering, well, this is my cross to bear, like my daughters do about me. It paints a picture of a drill sergeant God who is in the business of giving them more and more obstacles, more and more struggles, in order to see how long they can endure them. Each day they endure, they hang on, believing it is a cross that God has called them to bear. But what if both of these interpretations are all wrong? What if Jesus was saying something very different? You see, in either of the above cases, we're looking at folks who, whether they know it or not, are operating with the assumption that their works of pain and denial will ultimately please God and bring them joy in heaven. But God doesn't necessarily operate that way. Sure, each of us faces problems and troubles and pain and suffering in this life that we have to endure, but God is not the author of those things. He sent his son to lead us through all of that to a life of glory. And with Jesus leading us, we can experience joy 
even in the worst of times. It seems to me that our Lord's words this morning are not a call to a life of suffering as though suffering is a goal in this life. Rather, I believe Jesus is calling us to not be afraid. He's really saying, what do you have to lose? See, being afraid of evil will lead us eventually to being afraid of life. And Jesus says, don't be afraid of evil. Don't be afraid of death even. Not fearing the suffering places in our lives that can often feel so much like death are one of the things Jesus is calling us to do. Don't fear those things. Because the moment we start to fear death, the moment we start to fear suffering, it won't be long before we start to fear life. Everybody knows someone who was so wounded in a loving, essentially at the beginning, a loving relationship, but then that relationship fell apart. And now that person is afraid. They're afraid of life. They're afraid of love. They don't live a full life. Jesus certainly loved and suffered for it, but he was not afraid. He pursued fullness of life anyway. You know, this was the case for Peter. He was afraid of life. Just before our gospel reading in Matthew, Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter is the one who steps forward and says, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus affirms Peter by saying, yes, blessed are you, Peter. The problem is Peter is expecting a different kind of Messiah, a Messiah without pain or suffering at all. In Peter's mind, and in the mind of many, the Messiah is the one who comes in strength and power, one who will defeat the evil powers of the world. Now, that's all true, but not, he's not going to do it in the way that Peter wants him to. And as a follower of Jesus, Peter expects to be a part of that glorious battle that he imagines. So when Jesus begins to share with his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and he must undergo great suffering and death, it is no wonder that Peter cries out, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. Peter was afraid of suffering and death. And as we see in the gospel account, as Jesus is arrested and before he's crucified, Peter becomes afraid of life itself. He wasn't expecting the suffering or death for Jesus or for himself. They were not the future he envisioned. If Jesus must go to Jerusalem and face suffering and death, then that probably means that Peter is going to face suffering and death as well. He was afraid for Jesus' life, but he was also afraid for his own life. You see, the moment we start to fear death, it will not be long before we start to fear life. Beloved, we must not fear death. We must not fear the evil in this world. We are sons and daughters of the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
The one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. Mahesh Shavda, the author and evangelist, talks about a time when he was called to assist with a, an exorcism that had gone wrong. It had gone badly wrong. And he was getting phone calls from these two pastors who had gone over to do an exorcism of, for this girl in this house. And they were hiding in the closet on their cell phone, trying to reach him and telling him, come over quick, we're afraid. And he goes over there and he opens this closet door where he can hear them. And he says, what are you doing in here? And they said, we're afraid the exorcism, the the enemy is awful. And he said, you are sons of the most high God. Get up and let's go do the work God has called us to do. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The moment we start to fear evil, to fear death, it will not be long before we're hiding in a closet too, fearing life. And beloved, Jesus wants us to have life. A new life, an abundant life, a kingdom life. Now, I want you to notice something in today's gospel reading. Jesus, going to the crucifixion, his own crucifixion, that was not his goal. Listen to the text once again. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed And on the third day, be raised. And on the third day, be raised to new life, to kingdom life, resurrected life. Resurrection was what Jesus was headed for. Not crucifixion and death. He was headed for the fullness of life. Jesus' goal was to go to Jerusalem and undergo what he had to undergo to experience that resurrection. Jesus is not going to Jerusalem in search of suffering and death. He is going to Jerusalem in pursuit of eternal life, abundant life, kingdom life. Jesus asked us to take up our crosses and follow him, not to death, but to life. This text is about not fearing death, about not fearing those suffering moments in life that you can feel, that feel like death. In life, there will be pain. In life, there will be suffering. It's a part of the human experience. And Jesus tells us, let's go through this together Take up our crosses. Follow him. We'll go through life together. Yes, there will be pain and there will be suffering. But there will also be abundant life. A full life is not one that is absent of suffering. But one that faces suffering. With the courage to do so in order to continue to pursue life. A resurrected life. In the midst of it all. 
Remember this. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are a son, a daughter of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, if you were a son or daughter of the creator, then why live in fear of his creation? In God's love, you were saved by his son, Jesus. Why would you fear to follow him? Take up your cross and follow Jesus to life. A.W. Tozer once wrote that a scared world needs a fearless church. Could that possibly be more fitting today? A scared world needs a fearless church. May we be fearless witnesses and witness to this scared world about the fullness of life that Jesus offers. Fear or faith, the path to walk is yours to choose. Cling on to your life and you'll lose it. Give everything you've got to following Jesus, including life itself, and you'll win it. In every generation, there are, it seems, a few people who are prepared to take Jesus seriously at his word. What would it be like if you were one of them. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.